0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So finally, Super Bowl Fifty Two is in our rear view mirror. Still, congratulations, the Eagles! They've had their parade. We broke down their off-season outlook as well as that of the Patriots in our previous show, and. Now we'll start to tie in with some of the major off-season storylines, free agency the draft coming up. We're not going to know exactly how a player's value or team's value in fantasy football. is going to take shape until you get all the players set up, a uh, skilled player's offensive line, as well as uh, adjusting to a new coach and or offensive coordinator as necessary. So there's a lot of things at play. We know there's uh, seven teams there that have new coaches, and that's going to be interesting to watch. But We'll focus today's show on a team that has a coach in his second year, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. The big news this week was Jimmy Garoppolo getting his big deal as the highest paid quarterback and player in the NFL in terms of average annual salary over $27 million per. So really we're going to look at what that means, what we think the outlook is going to be for Garoppolo and the 49ers. In agency, there's some things that are going to change, we'll take note of that as well, but... Early indications are things are looking very good in San Francisco for what they can do with Garoppolo, that offense. And Shanahan, we saw down the stretch, this offense was very productive, did settle for a lot of field goals, a lot of Robbie Gould time, but did win the five games in succession that Garoppolo started. He came in there immediately in relief at at the end of one game when C.J. Beathard got hurt, threw a touchdown pass, so you look at Garoppolo, they did struggle in the red zone. That's going to be the key here. Is how is this team going to better finish in the red zone? I think they did find some answers, but I think you're going to see running game be an emphasis, maybe find another target there in the red zone, whether it be a wide receiver or a tight end that can do that. But let's start with Garoppolo himself and we've, the upside he has. I mean, incredible upside. We know that. He consistently threw for 300 yards in those games. The running game did struggle, so uh, I think the 49ers want to get better there. But remember, this is Kyle Shanahan's Kyle, Kyle offense. Even if they're balanced here, that they're going to still want to throw the football. We saw that results at the highest level with Matt Ryan and the numbers he put up. Very fantasy friendly numbers. Still a run-oriented offense there in Atlanta with Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. But Garoppolo, the mobility, he adds that element as well. Can uh, get some yards on the ground as well as keep plays alive to throw the ball downfield. So a lot of great things to like about Shanahan's fit with Garoppolo and the Garoppolo skill set in here executing at a very high level maybe even higher than what we saw with Ryan as his prize people so far in the NFL so I think when you look at Garoppolo that's what sets him apart a little bit I mean he's got a good arm he's got good movement uh and that sets him apart from guys like Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Drew Brees that he can just move we're not saying he's going to be that type of passer just quite yet but uh you you look at the the early returns on Garoppolo. That's why the 49ers were comfortable locking up him long term here. So you can't argue with that decision. This market with the free agent quarterbacks, starting with Kirk Cousins and uh, trickling down to Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, it's going to be pretty busy. So they had to take care of this business pretty early. They jumped on the trade with the Patriots, and the, the early results have been fantastic. Said Garoppolo, easy over three hundred yards. The key is getting him the multiple touchdowns to trust him to be consistent in fantasy football, and uh, I think he can get there for sure. And we'll start with what we look about this offensive line. You have two pretty good tackles here: Joe Staley and uh, Trent Brown. When healthy, they got some bookends there to protect him pretty well on the blind side. With Staley been do that for a long time, forever with the Forty ers Really had a strong year, even though he turns uh, thirty four later this year. I think. Staley still has some time left in him. Brown is a solid player. they got to improve the pass protection on the inside, and I talked about some of those targets they can look at in free agency. Zach Burton's a guy from the uh, Chiefs. I think Josh Klein would be a good fit here. Uh, Andrew Norwell's the best guard in the market from the Car- Carolina Panthers. Ryan Jensen, the best center from the Baltimore Ravens. So there are a lot of offensive line upgrades the 49ers can go after, but they need to get a better center. Right in front of Garoppolo. It's a bigger role now than you think. And getting a right or left guard that can be an anchor in the running game as well. And uh, keep Garoppolo safe and sound. So he can stay in the pocket, move around if he needs to there. So I I would expect the 49ers to upgrade in the interior of their line here. I think they should be rather happy about the tackles. Maybe get a guy in the draft that they can uh, look at as... A stay of the replacement here pretty soon. He doesn't have too many years left at this point. So that's what you have to look at if you're the 49ers, improving the offense line because it's all going to start there with how comfortable you feel with Garoppolo. Garoppolo obviously did a good job of not turning the ball over. The pressure, it's a good thing he can move his feet and uh, buy some time uh, with his athleticism even run a little bit there. So I don't expect him to be a big runner in this offense. It's more of a po- pocket slash out-of-pocket type of passing offense for Shanahan. There's not going to be any like zone read type wrinkles by any means, but Garoppolo can get out there and run. They'll take advantage of that with different plays, bootlegs and uh, rollouts that they can take advantage of Garoppolo. So it's nice that he got his feet wet, already played in this uh, Shanahan offense, was traded there mid-season, had a couple weeks to sit and learn Then threw in the fire, delivered well, and now he's going to have some upgrades around him to make him more successful there. So right now you have to look at Garoppolo as a potential QB one. I know it's pretty high to think that way, but uh, that's how I'm going to go. i when QB one just means finishing in the top 12 in production of uh, 32 plus starters there that see the ball like that during the regular season. So when you look at 12 of 32 right now, Garoppolo, when you get paid that much, you would expect that type of production in return for the 49ers. And, what they saw early out of him, there's an indication of that. Now, make sure you're listening to all the great team podcasts on the Locked On NFL Network. Starting with uh, Locked On 49ers, you got to go there with now Brian Peacock and his uh, breakdown of the 49ers moves and off offseason and what he thinks of the Garoppolo move. Good stuff there, so check out that show for sure. It's getting your beat report for your team all throughout the offseason, uh, consistently knowing what's up just in-depth breakdown that you won't hear anywhere else on any other podcast or radio network. So take advantage of that for sure. Brian Peacock does a great job on his show, and he typically is excellent with the uh, good insight, and uh, Garoppolo was a fine example of that. Now we move on to uh, what we look at in his wide receiver core, and Pierre Garçon, remember, he went down with a neck injury around midseason, week eight. He was having a great season before that happened, so he's going to be back and fold. A couple more years left on his deal. He is getting older, but there's no signs of him slowing down. He was a very strong possession receiver. He's kind of reinvented himself. you go back to his days coming out of Mount Union for the Colts, he was a bit of a deep threat. He is still pretty fast, got some quickness as well, but he's the best thing about Garçon is he catches the ball everywhere, so... We saw the chemistry between Garoppolo and Marquise Goodwin. I think that will go to another level with Garçon. So early I'm looking at Garçon as the floor, absolute floor, as a high-end wide receiver too. I think that's how good he can be in this offense with Garoppolo. He can score a few more times. I think that's been the question with Garçon. He's not a big scorer, and this 49ers team is going to have to find guys that can put the ball in the end zone on a more consistent basis. That was a problem. That's why Gold racked up all those multiple field goals. But Garcon can be that type of guy. He's just not built to be. He's a little bit smaller. He's quicker type possession guy. I think ideally they like to have him in a situation where he can be outside and be moved into a slot if needed. And uh, I think in this offense, there's a possibility of that. But keep in mind, they also have Trent Taylor, a guy that they're really high on. They got last year's draft that... Uh, showed a lot of promise as a slot receiver in that uh, mold that the Patriots receivers are are typically are for Garoppolo. And when you look at Wes Welkers, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, that type of receiver Taylor can be for sure with that high volume and really work the quickness. So Garcon's a pretty good outside guy to have. You look at him coming back and you can uh, trust him for sure. He's just not necessarily a game-breaker or a big touchdown scorer. And that's going to be... The question mark for the 49ers. You do have a game breaker there in Marquise Goodwin, a home run hitter, where he found some groove there, being out there on regular snaps, forced into action a little bit more. Keep in mind, this team didn't retain Jeremy Curley, their wide receiver. So it was plenty of Goodwin working in the field. They were moving a little bit of Aldrich Robinson in the mix, but you have basically a pretty good base there with Garcon Goodwin. Keep keep in mind, these are both free agent additions from last year, so They expected a little bit more from these guys last year, but the injuries happened. The quarterback mess happened with Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard. So enter Garoppolo to help their value here for sure. And uh, when you look at that, I think Garcon, Goodwin, and Taylor, good progression of receivers. And don't forget about uh, what they have at tight end either with uh, George Kittle and what he can do as a second-year tight end. And Garrett Selleck was just a beast as well, stretching the field when Kittle was hurt. So they've got some options at tight end to help Garoppolo there. And uh, the receiving core is pretty attacking. one thing they would look at is maybe a bonafide number one. It's a guy that, unlike Goodwin, is not just a speedy deep threat, but can uh, use his body position, score in the red zone, help them a little bit there when they spread the field. I think you look at Allen Robinson, I think he's a bit expensive, but he's going to be the number one receiver. I think what helps his market a little bit is he's coming off a major knee injury, the torn ACL, just getting healed from there. So some people have trepidation, but he's still a very young receiver. We know in 2015 he can explode. It was a big play target, really connected well. with Blake Bortles finished a lot of drives in short passing situations there. So he does have a lot of appeal there. I still think he's a bit of a luxury pick. For this team, you might wait until like Des Bryant or someone like that becomes available to be a little, maybe a cheaper, one-note, older guy that uh, you can look at. I think when you look at Robinson, because of the age, he's going to command a lot more here than uh, what Des Bryant, player like that, a cast-off, gets, if, especially if the Cowboys move on from there. So a lot of things to keep in mind here, but uh, definitely Robinson's a target. Some people throw out Jarvis Landry. I really don't see the Jarvis Landry fit here, because Garcon is a lot like Jarvis Landry, except I think he has a little bit more upside with some big plays. I don't think he's going to be as high volume, but uh, he doesn't need to be necessarily on this offense. So I don't see Jarvis Landry ending up in San Francisco to help Garoppolo. I think he's okay right now. Pretty good baseline of help even before they go out and get another option, especially when you look at the tight ends and having Taylor in the slot. So that doesn't really change the way I feel about Garoppolo and what he can do there at all. And uh, the one thing in mind is I think they're going to try to get some running back help in the draft. And uh, speaking of draft, I hope you're checking out uh, what we have there with that show with the Locked On NFL Draft on the Locked On NFL Network, hosted by John Letter, Trevor Sikma. They just had their senior bowl report. And you listen there, and they'll tell you a lot about uh The key prospects, very loaded class, and it goes well beyond Saquon Barkley of Penn State. The 49ers were once taught to be tied to him. I don't think they're going to take a running back that high in the first round. It's a possibility, but Kyle Shanahan is tied to Mike Shanahan, his father, who found a lot of good system values in the zone blocking scene later in the draft. So if they go with a running back here in free agency, you got to look at Deion Lewis. Because he can do so much, be versatile, have a little bit of a Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. And then you look at Jerick McKinnon, who's a little bit like Coleman as well as an open field receiver. The only thing with McKinnon, you have to put him in a committee. So they got to decide there while they're doing this is Carlos Hyde is a free agent that you have to look at. Uh, Matt Breed, and the undrafted gem that made the team last year, was Hyde's backup for pretty much most of the season, had few moments there. Didn't really explode, but did, did have some nice things he did there on the field. So when you look at uh, that, it's definitely a potential there that you'll have Breida and then Joe Williams uh, coming back from his ankle injury suffered early. They thought he would be like Coleman in this backfield mix. Had some promise there, had a bit few fumbling issues, and then the durability issue popped up here for Joe Williams. We thought he could be... Like some of the Packers' backs were down the stretch, Aaron Jones in the middle of the season, there uh, and uh, Jamal Williams for the Packers. They're late in the season, so there was some upside there with Joe Williams and the 49ers' fourth-round pick there. So we'll have to see how that develops. But for now, I would think the 49ers with Shanahan having the passing game upside, that they'll be okay going young and maybe adding a third back to that mix to compete. Treat it like a bit of a committee here. We know how successful... Shanahan was in using Freeman and Coleman to the right degree with Freeman as a feature back and Coleman playing off that a little bit. So a very good uh, option there for the 49ers. If they stay put at running back, they go after a free agent or just say, okay, we're going to reboot again and get a couple more dra- guys in the draft. There's all kinds of things the 49ers can do. They have a good zone blocking scheme. I think that's going to be their priority of the season is finding some blockers to help up front and to really get that going. So you you look overall at this 49ers offense, the play calling is good. They've got a lot of money spent, about $70 million there, a little bit more than that uh, under the cap, uh, that they'll spend a good chunk of. So I expect they use that for sure to get a couple offensive linemen. I think from there I would expect uh, maybe the focus to be on defense. So there are some big names that are intriguing. We'd like to see what would happen if, say, Lewis or Robinson – ended up in San Francisco, but it's more realistic that uh, they go for rookies to fill that hole, especially because they have a good baseline. They know that they're productive there a little bit with Garoppolo. So all signs are pointing well. I mean, Garoppolo was able to do that a lot with uh, George Kittle injured uh, for some of that stretch, uh, no Garcon at all during his starts, uh, and he was off to a 1,000-yard season there with the other two guys uh, performing, and we know that he's only going to get better developed chemistry this offseason with Garoppolo, so it's a 3G offense right now, if you want to call it that, with a uh, Garoppolo, Goodwin, and Garcon. But I think it could be very explosive. They just need uh, one more option in there, I think, to really make it tick here. And I think again, they can find that in the draft if needed. But offensive line would be huge for this team, and we saw what it did for Philadelphia in having the best offensive line in the league, plugged in Carson Wentz, plugged in Nick Foles, had a few good uh, guys. Diverse receivers. That's all she wrote there for their production and, uh, in the end, winning. And that's really what matters. Is Garoppolo can't just put up these numbers if they're not winning. But I think they'll go hand in hand. He's just that talented of a quarterback here, and a lot of upside to like about Garoppolo. That's why he was paid. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the Jimmy Garoppolo deal and a kind of a hybrid with my free agency article right now. You can check it out, NFL free agency, 49ers team needs targets, line up with gold mine to spend. And you can follow me there at sportingnews.com. You can also go to Twitter, Vinnie Iyer, all lowercase, and to Facebook to find out more. And we'll keep these shows coming. Look at the offseason. We'll mix it up, try to give you a lot of different options here. With things I'm looking at, the free agency, draft, uh, all that good stuff, uh, offseason assessments of all these teams, This is where your scouting starts for the 2018 fantasy football season. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.